0: street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn you can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com
1: Hey everybody! It's my first time doing a live stream to my own channel, so here we are. Uh, I brought some friends with me today, and we're gonna. Hey everybody, how's it going? And you? Know? <laughs> yes.
2: Welcome, thank you.
1: So, what I'm trying to do is, I've got so much content that I haven't released um, that I'm just sitting on, and a big part of that is because I'm like self conscious and self aware of all the mistakes that I make, <laughs> and I think that's a big benefit to recording my conversations is I can play them back and identify what I can do better for the next talk or how could I have better understood somebody? How could I I have slowed down my way of thinking and reached an understanding of somebody else in a more efficient way? And today we're going to watch a presentation in which I'm trying to introduce S E or street epistemology to a group of um, skeptics in, uh, I think it was Dallas, Texas, uh, called uh, Free Thought of Dallas. I think is the name of their group. Uh, they reached out to Anthony Magnabosco. Anthony had a full schedule. Reached out to me, and I said I'd I'd love to give it a shot. So this is my very first time uh, giving a keynote speech, essentially, and then trying to bring in a workshop. So that way people who are new to SE can get their hands dirty a little bit and try uh, to SE one another or to SE me or for me to SE them. So that way the audience feels engaged and participating in some element of SE without having to go to the nitty gritty of bringing up a specific claim or belief um, to see what the machinery of SE is kind of like um, And so, uh, with that, uh, I guess we can go ahead and watch it and see what happens. Point out all the mistakes I make. (laughs) All right. Look forward to it. Here we go.
3: Thank you so much for this this morning. It has been quite eye-opening and um, extremely engaging and one of the best gatherings I've been to in a long time.
4: I... (laughs) It, it exceeded my expectations i had really high expectations of it being an interesting discussion and it blew my mind so <laughs>
5: And you will not be able to unmute yourselves, uh, with the exception of Nathan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? So everybody
1: else is sort of... Blast from here. the past. Uh, so Let's, let's <laughs> get this party. Just started. a couple months ago.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
4: So, uh, welcome everyone to the Fellowship of Free Thought September gathering. I am Lisa Perry, executive director, and this is Al, my husband, who helps me in every aspect of uh, this organization. Um, just to let you know, we're going to record the um, oh, the meeting today. Um, so, if you have any concerns about that, um, just reach out to us afterwards, and we'll address your concerns. Um,
5: yeah, and, and if the concern is such that you don't want to be on the video, I'd ask you to go ahead and turn your camera off uh, throughout the presentation uh, and maybe even right mouse click on your picture and change your name uh, because there's a good chance we will use this video publicly and I don't want to out anyone that doesn't want to be outed. Uh, but I'll need you to take responsibility for making sure you don't appear on the video by turning your camera off if you, if, if you have a problem being on the video. That's a good idea. are running the controls. <laughs> okay boomer all right so here we go try it again now everybody should be able to see that
4: okay uh fellowship of free thought is a 501c3 established in 2010 so we've been around 10 years i think we've gone past
1: consent can we jump Um, to and
4: our our mission
1: sure yeah let's go ahead and uh we can skip to probably yeah this is just them explaining all the charity work that they do and things like that and i think uh we can start here yeah that's a good spot that's a really good point. thank you for yeah, that good example is, of consent uh, hmm. yes indeed and then if anyone wants to see the uncut version of it well i'll put a link in the description for us for us to watch
5: later yeah
1: i think that evolved a lot after the pandemic happened and i don't think i'd be capable of putting all this together and having this poll and
6: well, uh, Doing what
1: we plan on doing today in quite the same way, if it weren't for the pandemic, which is really interesting how things work out that way, huh? All right. right.
4: Focus on the positive, right?
1: (laughs) All right. So should I go ahead and start and share my screen? Yep. Okay. All right. Street epistemology. So... um, thank you all for listening
4: that sure. was powerful thank you so much i l- enjoyed listening to that
1: <laughs> good job yeah is, is, uh, do you have a yeah, link that everybody that listen to actually that i don't you mean to listen to the the keynote well I, I actually did i i heard it on the day when you did it uh and i haven't heard this since but do you have a link for that 20 minute piece I could probably that work that out. Yeah, I I have uh, the raw footage somewhere, so yeah, I could probably post it. It's kind of dry though, and honestly, the one of the reasons why I did that, skipped it out, is because you can easily go to Anthony's channel and get four other or five other, okay. much better, more more flushed out. Uh, Your audience sure seemed to like it, so you've definitely piqued my interest, even if I hadn't already heard it. Mm. Sure. I think it was the, the clips that I showed and kind of like, um, the connections I made with, um, friends using it. And, um, I think that is the reason why they liked it. And just like the overall attitude and approach, like we're trying to resolve disputes. Um, how do we do that? I think that's very appealing to a lot of people. So that's probably one of the reasons why they liked it, but I was eager to get to this part. So this is the part where it's a grand experiment here where I'm trying to see if it's possible to engage in an S E, uh, format with 32 people at once, uh, or at very least get 32 people to feel engaged or involved in an S E conversation. um, without it necessarily being one-on-one, maybe it can be a whole group, but doing it through zoom. Like that's the part that's hard. <laughs> it's like people need to take turns. And so what we did is we took the survey, the S E survey that you may have seen in some of my other videos, if you haven't check it out. Um, and, uh, we just threw it into a poll on, on, on zoom and had people fill out the poll. And so, Uh, we're about to find out how that works. (laughs) Grand experiment. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Breaking new ground. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
4: Conversation. Yay. (laughs) So, so, uh, we're going to, we're going to do the polls now.
1: So I didn't make the survey that we're about to do, uh, a, a fellow, uh, content creator, uh, Ben Diesel made the survey. And uh, he's from South Africa. Um, We've got street epistemologists from all over the world that that do this. And um, he made this cheat sheet uh, for people who are trying to learn street epistemology on uh, different principles of epistemology, which are tools that we use to determine things that are true. And uh, they're broken up into four categories Uh, what is truth, how does belief work, when we should believe, uh, and when we should change our minds, and each category has six uh, statements that somebody else is saying. So somebody else is coming here, and they're telling us a statement, and it's our task to either agree, slightly agree, neutral, slightly disagree, or strongly disagree to each of the statements. And, uh, you can be anywhere on the spectrum. Uh, there's not necessarily a wrong answer, although there's probably going to be, uh, there might be a powerful agreement amongst us here, uh, knowing that we're all like-minded though. I am anticipating a few outliners on some of these points. And what I'd like to do is for us to fill out the poll and then, uh, if you raise your hand and you're called, what I'd like is for either you to ask me a question about it or for uh, to volunteer to be asked a question.
5: And Everyone should see the first poll. You can start answering the questions anytime.
1: Yeah, go ahead and fill out the poll. It should be on your screen now.
7: It's the fun bit waiting to see what the results are. Yeah. Yeah, it was so much fun. It would be cool to see, like, a
5: screen recording. I was changing all the time. just got the results later. Wow, this is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. You know, um, what he's talking about, Nathan and uh, Lisa and I can see the results as they're coming in live. We're going to show them all to you in a moment. We were concerned that with so many skeptics that the answers might all line up, but I'm quite surprised. We're seeing a wide variety mm-hmm. of answers.
2: Yep. So, so they couldn't see anybody else's results when they were taking the poll, right? I think so. I think it was just
1: um, the hosts, the two hosts and myself uh, that could see it. Okay.
5: That's good. I was blinded the 26 mm-hmm. of the 38 have completed.
4: We have 31 of 38 uh, completed.
5: Yeah, 81%. We're at 32 of the 38. I
6: don't see any hands. I
5: don't see any hands. So let's, let's call it done. How about that? Hey. Wow, this is so fascinating. Okay. Is like So can everybody see the results right now? Also, you can unmute yourselves if you need to say something. Just, be, just use discretion uh, if you're going to speak. I think everyone can see the results,
1: right? We should be able to, I can see it. Okay. All right. So we have four votes for somewhat disagree, but no strong disagrees to number one,
2: having this graphic with the absolute and the percentages. I think the percentages work just as well as the absolutes, just not having the absolutes would be my recommendation. That we can, we can see sure. your face as well. Like, I, man, that's all I need is percentages. Yeah, the percentages.
1: And <clears throat> also, this is an older version of the survey. And uh, number one is a bit of a harder pill to swallow than what uh, we're using on the current version of the survey. Um, and it could be part of the reason why there's some hesitancy. Yeah, and that's the current version, right? A Mm -hmm. statement is true when it corresponds to reality. Mm -hmm. And that's because it's lowercase t, true. And what do we put under the um, umbrella that category of true statements? And just asking people what they think the criteria is for things that fit under that category. And that's much easier for people to Mm -hmm. agree about. But when we say the old version, which is truth is that which best matches external reality. It's essentially saying the same thing, but it's saying it in this like grandiose way that just has this like air of uncertainty about it. It's like, um, best matches. What do you mean by best? Well, it'd be all the things that if, if, we make a description about reality and it matches could we imagine a better way to describe something which matches reality and if so would that be a more true statement Uh, and so um it just it causes a lot of questions to appear in the mind and the confidence you're filled more with uh, with doubt about it which is maybe part of the reason why it's harder for people to agree with i think the newer version is a little bit clearer Um, in any case what we want to do is make this a workshop on how to charitably interpret things that we hear other people say so if somebody else were to come here and they were to say truth is that which best matches external reality let's take the burden of understanding upon ourselves to try to charitably interpret what we believe that means. And um, if we do, can we paraphrase what we're hearing so that way we can um, have our conversation partner agree that we understand them using our own words. And so I think in future talks, what I wanna do with people who disagree uh, with a, a principle is, get them on the first step of uh, an SE conversation, which is show that you understand somebody, repeat what you're hearing and uh, paraphrase it in your own words with the aim to show your conversation partner that you get them and you understand them. So I think that's what I'll do in future talks. Yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah. The survey cool. is like okay. some of these are claims in themselves or really, really all reasons are additional claims you can investigate, you know, by themselves right. alone, but some of them are justifications for higher order claims. And uh, yeah, it depends on what the statement is that you're talking about. So this is good. I like it. We'll keep going. Awesome. All yeah.
1: It's right. really interesting. Um, if anyone voted uh somewhat disagree to number one um if you are feeling brave and up up for it, would you like to raise your hand and either either allow yourself to be asked a question or to ask me a question um, i I'm at str- strong agree for number one
2: uh, that's interesting you you gave your answer right allegate.
1: Yeah, and maybe I won't do that for the next time. I think next time, though, I also don't want to be the one asking the questions. I'd rather have other people ask each other questions. Um, Though I I felt like if I just said, this is my position on it, it would encourage them to ask me a question to help me um, revise or explain myself in some way to get them to start the SE process for themselves. But maybe that was too much to ask at first.
2: Maybe, maybe ask for a specific volunteer for someone who voted five or one. Five is five the highest, like absolutely strongly agree. Is that the one?
1: I would just say disagree or agree. There's yeah. no numbers just on like, this can version. I,
2: can I get a volunteer from someone who said strongly agree to that? And then can I get another volunteer for someone like the lowest? Yeah, The lowest person. Can they talk right to, for a second? <laughs> talk to each other, and you can mediate that. So that'd be interesting, right? Mm-hmm
1: that would be ideal.
2: Yeah. I saw
0: that Katie raised her hand. Hi. Hi. Yeah. It's Katie and Griff. Uh, Hi. So, uh, yeah, I was going to kind of, I think I'm kind of the oddball in the room. Uh, I just was reading that first question and with regards to truth and, uh, how it?
1: What was the? Uh, what was the first question that you were asking? We're, we're trying to define truth right now. Before right. we talk about what's true, we need to agree what the truth is.
0: Yes, external reality. That was it. So yeah. I was thinking, with regards to a majority, a majority of people's opinions, and a majority of people thinking the same way, would that not dictate truth?
1: I'm sorry. S- with people thinking the same way, so we For- can.
0: For example, if a majority of people, fifty-one uh-huh. percent, think one way versus forty-nine percent that think another way, yeah, would not the majority rule <laughs> and dictate what truth is.
1: Okay. so can I ask you a question about that? In the
2: hmm. I would I would repeat back what I'm hearing him say. So what I'm hearing you say is you think what I'm well what I'm hearing you say is truth is that is that which is the majority or truth is majority rule, whoever, whatever it is that most people believe that's truth. Is that what he's saying?
1: Uh, It seems like he's confusing truth with democracy or truth and fairness.
2: Yeah. Or the popularity of of an idea, maybe. Yeah. I think I was probably
1: feeling a little hasty. Um, This is an edited version and I cut Mm -hmm. out like a six minute, tirade <laughs> that okay. somebody so, so this is right off the heels of talking to somebody else uh, at, who is also dismissing uh, objective truth in the same way that I understand it and so I may be a little um, short tempered perhaps so I didn't repeat quite like I should have <laughs> but that's a good point
2: <laughs> yeah. here we go and dictate what truth is
1: can I, so can I ask you a question about that? in the um, In the past, when most of the world thought the earth was flat, was a, a statement was the statement the earth is flat? an accurate statement?
0: No. But that was the truth. Of ah,
1: so in your view, the word truth is synonymous with uh, the the common um, understanding. There it is. Yes, I think the
0: common understanding dictates the truth at the time.
1: Can the common understanding be false?
0: Yes, it
1: can. So is it true?
0: Then is it true? At the the time, it's true.
1: At the time, it was... So here's the thing. Is there a difference between what's considered to be true and something that is true? Is there a difference or are they the same?
0: Considered
1: to be true versus. Yeah. So, like, if everyone considers something true, but it's inaccurate, is it still true? So, we're playing with language, really. Yes. We we're playing are. with step the language. The of the word true. Yeah. And if truth isn't that which best matches, um, then uh, is it what people. Uh, agree
0: about that's right because you said best matches and I yeah think best caveat in there allows mm-hmm. for the yeah.
1: right cool anybody else have uh, thank you so much for your input anybody else have any questions on number one or should we move on to number two i really appreciate you guys uh giving me input that was great any other feedback about that uh so
7: yeah good good uh good questions to work through that that was good clarifying it seemed like um there was uh disagreement on the couch it was like she was on board with you and he was yeah going through a bit of dissonance maybe or but then the clarification sort of brought everyone together that was good
1: i presume that she's the one that uh, uh brought him to the uh to the uh group discussion um and i think yeah, I don't want to presume too much, but I have some insider information about a lot of di- different people on, on this thread. Uh, yeah. Let's just say that um, they're not quite done yet, either. There will be somebody else that wants to chime in, uh, mm-hmm. though I, one th- regret I have is not um, working as a facilitator for more SE. Um, there is a question that's presented to, the, to, to them, though... It's mixed in with some statements, and I think I would be more encouraging of like trying to turn your statements into questions. Um, So we're about to find out what that looks like.
2: Cool. Here we go.
1: All right. Maybe we should move on to number two.
6: So generally, Uh, uh, before we move on, um, just one question. I. um, If no living thing existed, um, will truth cease to exist, or will it not be true, regardless if there was no living thing, will not things still be true regardless of whoever is there?
1: Yeah, so if a statement, okay, so is that a question for me?
6: No, that's that's a, a general question, especially well, um, the answer yeah. to our question, Andre's, um, what he was saying, a question to him. Oh, I see. Yeah.
1: Does truth require an observer? Hmm. I think was that from right. Katie and friends over there?
0: and friends. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was rereading the question and it was basically, uh, it ends with external reality. Is that right? Is that, yeah. So it's, it's the, so my point is the external reality of the time dictates truth. Truth is that which best matches external reality. So the external reality of the time. Oh yeah. dictates the truth. Mm-hmm. And my argument with
1: look at her face,
0: stories. yeah. yeah. The Love Jory, truth thinker, how people are interpreting.
1: Does the truth yeah. depend at all on uh, what anyone thinks?
0: Does the truth depend <laughs> at all on what anyone thinks? Yeah. I think that's why it was say. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's completely wow. dependent
7: on what people think. <laughs> right. Ooh. So I'm hearing two conflicting things. Yeah. Uh, Look at her body language and she's like, no. no, I think there's
2: a, I think there's a conflation between the map and the territory here. And I think yeah. making that analogy clear or metaphor yeah. clear, right. is it helpful for this question? Like, yeah, the map is commu- created by humans the map is dependent on hu- what humans think and the, con- the consensus of experts based on whatever. And, but the territory itself, reality, that's, that, that's going to be whatever it's going to be, regardless of what humans think about it. We are subject to reality. We're not, we can't really do anything about that. So yeah, that's, says probably, you, you yeah. shameful materialist. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Quick <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> question. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, please. Um, Do you find this question, out of all on the survey, this is the one that people would benefit from spending the most time on, this idea about what is truth?
1: Um, Probably. Um, It's hard, though, because I I have definitely been in situations where people disagree to number one. Uh, Mm. And when that happens, recently I've been experimenting with starting with number 19 on the survey and going through when, when we should change our minds before Mm -hmm. talking about what the truth is. Yeah. I often investigate beliefs do not match my own, but the the final one is the one that I want to um, Mm -hmm. point to and ask questions about. It is possible that some of my beliefs are not true. Yeah, That's, that's to me the one I want to spend the most time on, because uh, if someone disagrees to number one, how is it that our beliefs could be false? Yeah, yeah. Right. If they don't, mm. if they're not matching some external thing. So, mm. and I feel like there's this uh, emotional connection to knowing what it's like to be wrong. And there's this like aversion. We're, we're trying to avoid being wrong at all costs um, for many, many things that we believe. Um, and there's this fear of being wrong that I think is there and it's real. And everyone's experienced being wrong in the past, at least to some degree. Most of us have anyway. <laughs> and out of all the surveys I've ever done, only one person has ever disagreed to 24. It's the least dis- disagreeable mm. okay. um Notion on the whole survey, and that is the the thing I want to know: how someone can square the last one and the first one.
7: Yeah. If it's That's
1: possible great. that some of your beliefs are not true, then um, how how I... could truth be anything other than the map and the territory, and us trying to figure out what the territory is yeah. <laughs> with our maps? <laughs> um, yeah. Right. That I see a ring species but that might be such a weird metaphor I don't need to go. Mm. <laughs> it is
2: it's essentially yeah. claiming infallibilism. They have a perfect map. They have a perfect perception of reality. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so that's a lot to claim. I th- yeah. I think the biggest uh place to trip up is this
1: word reality. There's a couple of different like landmine words on the survey. Reality yeah. is a yeah. huge one. Um yeah. What else? Uh, Justified is another one like you. I feel like I almost have to set aside the survey just to talk about the word justified a couple of times. Um, I feel like I need to set aside the survey to talk about the truth, what truth means also. And that's the whole Mm. point of the survey is Mm. getting common definitions for words, repeating what we're hearing other people say trying to get other people to accept that we understand them. If it's true that we understand them <laughs> yeah. and, uh, doing our best to resolve disputes of understanding about things.
2: Cool. Yeah. So.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: Keep going. Yep. That's how it's
4: round and what you think about the earth doesn't change it to make it flat.
0: It doesn't matter. It's the, the truth i mean when you when you think about the word truth again we're getting into semantics here i mean you almost think of it more as a legal term and with regards to law everything is what, answer, what you can argue
4: yeah did that answer the question though philip had a, a question or
0: i'm sorry yeah philip was I, I we're kind of getting back and forth here what was philip asking again
1: you just no. this is where i is muted <laughs> You're muted. He figures it out though soon. I think I can't, I can't hear him.
6: No living no 11 thing. Suppose no living thing existed. Um, will that change the truth of anything at all?
0: I see what you're saying. I'm, the way I understand tr- truth is it's more perception based. It's how humans perceive truth. I mean, we're the ones that are, that. The thoughtful ones so we're the ones to determine what's true and what's not true and your, your statement and Katie's statement that the earth is round and that's not going to change
8: anything.
6: My, my, my definition of truth is um, or what com- what corresponds to reality that is how I would define truth what corresponds to reality um, so regard for me I would say regardless of whether we perceive something to be true, quote unquote. Um, it does not depend on us. That is more of a matter of. I think here we are equating. Are we not equating perception and truth? Mm. That's why. That, that's why I'm wondering. Are we not right now equating perception and truth? Because on a scientific from a scientific perspective truth is what comports to reality science does not make properly does not declare what is true it just tries to get to um a method of trying to get as close to it's really
1: hard to shoot your messenger Yeah. yeah And I kind of wanted to interject and, and mention, oh, shoot your messenger, finish with the question, because he made a great question, but so then mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to stop yourself. <laughs> Just ask the question, let the question speak for itself.
6: Or mm-hmm. right, the best explanation as to what we observe. But I, I there was nothing here. will not still... Um, things be true about the universe about um, how the universe works does our perception change the truth or reality of things
1: i think that's actually a point that's later down the survey and i really appreciate your guys' feedback so i think we should move on to number two and then um we'll probably get to that point here in a bit thank you for your questions and feedback it's been really fun good focusing Uh,
8: Hmm.
1: all right so let's move on Number two this is one of my favorite ones People experience the same reality and only interpret it differently and we've got some hesitancy with a somewhat agree here and we got seven people who voted strongly agree we've got some neutrals somewhat disagree it's, this one's all over the map so this one's really interesting um, so i'll I'll prose a, a general question and if anyone wants to answer it then um, let me know. Um, I think of it like this. Um, if, uh, if we're playing a board game or a video game, like, let's say it's Mario Kart or Scrabble or chess, um, are we playing on the same board or are we playing on the same console together? Mm. Um, Even though we're experiencing it differently, like your vantage point might be different because you're across the table from me or you're sitting next to me while we're playing the game. Though, is the game shared? Or is the game actually a different game for both of us and we're in different realities? If anyone wants to
5: give a go at that one. Melissa has raised her hand. Let's hear it from her.
8: Okay. well
4: from from my educational background in um, early childhood education they talk a lot about the nature versus nurture and what plays into like how a person um, their personality develops and stuff and so I feel like um, I, I sometimes wonder like if the person you become and the beliefs you have uh, are they? necessarily like your interpretations of the world and how you were raised and Mm. your genes and stuff not necessarily i I think we all do definitely interpret the world differently based on nature and nurture
1: yeah i actually couldn't agree more yeah absolutely uh where i agree with that is like i am a culmination of nature and nurture and i, I can't think yeah. of much else right like my genetics i didn't choose my genetics or where i was born yeah. or which i speak and that sort of thing though so, um in my thought experiment with the game if we were to p- replace that word reality with the word game like people experience the same game and only interpret it differently
2: yeah the zoom call thing then that would work too
1: yeah, you could just use whatever comes to mind at the time. Uh, if you're if you're on a car in, on a car ride with somebody, like let's say you're doing a the survey on a road trip, you could just say, "Are we sharing the same car ride?" Um, yeah, just think outside the box wherever you happen to be. Mm-hmm. Would you agree to that?
4: Yes. Yes. Okay
1: so maybe the word reality is what trips people up on this one or maybe we uh are we interpret that word to mean something different though if we were to think of reality as a game like the game of life and we're sharing this are we sharing the same objective reality in our own unique vantage point
4: yes and also i think age comes into play too like a baby is going to have a different perception of reality than a 85 year old who's lived a long life
1: so like time is another variable in our right
4: for sure
1: yeah Mm. i agree anyone else have anything to say on this one because i'm personally strongly agree yeah,
5: I, I'm strongly agree. I just think reality is a fact and uh our interpretation of course is unique. Every person interprets it different, in my opinion.
1: Cool. Anybody with a question at all on this one? Thank you for the feedback. If uh if not, we can I move keep on restraining myself from answering asking questions.
2: What would you what would you ask?
1: No, I'm not actually thinking, but you keep asking. Does anybody have a question? Oh, what should I think of? No, no, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of jumped the gun on this one a little bit. Maybe in the future, I'll just ask if someone disagrees. And if they do, uh, instead of jumping straight into my game analogy, I'll ask them what they mean when they disagree. Then I'll repeat back what I'm hearing them say. And then I will lay out the game scenario and ask how their understanding is different than the game scenario, or if their understanding works within the game scenario, rather than starting straight out of the gate. This is what I think number two means. This is how I ask questions about it. I think in my head, I'm thinking I've got like 32 skeptics here. They kind of want to learn some of the, Um, ways I ask questions and I'm trying to burn through the list. So that's probably one of the reasons why I went so quick. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about this number three, a little bit uh, when we talked about number one, truth depends on the opinions and beliefs of people. And we got mostly strongly disagree uh, here. Because uh, does anyone have a question on this one here? Does anyone think that maybe the truth does depend on what people, on the opinions and beliefs of people? We did address this a little bit with number one, but if people had a chance to think about it, and maybe they want, have a new question or some new proposition to give. 3% strongly agree. 13% somewhat agree. No?
3: I, 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 I have a quick, because I was going to say... Sure. To discuss on the first one. So, um, first of all, thank you so much for your um, talk today and very thought provoking questions. Most appreciated. But so I think there, you know, I, I am a journalist by trade. Well, by nature, I got my degree in journalism. So, words are a big thing to me. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between truth, reality, fact. Okay. So, like, the world is round, right? That is a fact that cannot be argued though people will say it's flat. The reality is such that the world is in fact round.
1: So just a clarifying question, when you say a fact, do you mean accurate and true? are those are those words saying relatively the same thing and getting at the same thing?
3: Well, but I think I think truth can be interpreted to. Whatever I speak as my truth may not be scientific fact.
1: Ah, so to you, truth uh, can be...
2: Yeah, Michael.
7: um, Good question. I love the way, because we we mentioned before about how important it is to define words, so we're not talking at cross purposes, and you're asking her, what do you mean by fact? Because that's probably another key word add to that list, right? Truth, reality facts so, exactly uh, yeah yeah that's good
1: uh not only that here's uh, a part of the whole video in which i feel like i don't um i don't charitably interpret the burden of understanding or i don't i don't put the burden of understanding on myself as well as i could have and i think part of the reason why is uh it's one of the phrase, my truth, is one of my pet peeves. I don't I have a problem with that phrase. That phraseology, I feel like, is obfuscating what's going on. <laughs> it's basically saying, I, I hear it to mean uh, I believe and I can't be wrong about what I'm about to say. When I hear my truth, I'm, I'm thinking like, well, it's my truth, so... Yeah, done and done, right?
7: <laughs> That's becoming my and pet so, peeve too. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just finished an eight-week workshop, and in week five oh, we wow. went through the we went through the survey, and uh, I oh, thought cool. everyone, everyone was on board with it. And then last night on the final session, with fifteen minutes to go, one of the participants said, "But." How do we really know what's true? What if, isn't that my truth? And I was like, oh, What have we been doing for eight weeks? <laughs> that's definitely <into> yeah. <laughs> my pet peeve as well. So I'm, that's why I asked that question before. I'm thinking maybe I should spend more time on what you know, objective truth is. chords with reality, and there's another definition Something- there from um, chords with reality as adjudicated by predictive power. You know, get more into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's coming. My pet peeve too It's like very frustrating.
1: I brought this I up want to Peter argue, Bogosian. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I want to argue with her blatantly about whether you can argue about whether the Earth is round. I've seen too many examples of people on both sides actually arguing that. And no, it is true. You can argue about it. Mm-hmm. It's an oblong spheroid, right? <laughs> sure. It's an oblate spheroid. Or maybe it's inside out. Or too. oblate. Mm-hmm. Right. There's always a more accurate way we can say it. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm saying you could even that's... argue that it was flat. Uh, people do it Mm -hmm. i I think it's a bit of a thought terminating cliche to say something cannot be argued because literally that's never the case (laughs) solipsism could be argued sure oh true yes but actually if solipsism could be argued then that almost just necessitates anything can be argued from there, right right exactly <laughs> I, think. It, it's, it, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a mistake to say something can't be argued. I understand mm. what she means colloquially she's, she's seeing an idiom it's beyond doubt right um, yeah she's just saying like it's it's ludicrous to suggest something that is so obviously false is true. Um, yeah uh, when I brought up this true for concept or uh when i brought up uh, my truth this my truth concept with peter Bagosian uh when i met him at the gym he just was like that there's true for and true and i'm probably going to butcher it so i'm going to take the words out of his mouth and put them in mine and 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 say um like if i have a preference it's true for me that you know the matrix is the best movie for example or something like that and that's true if I'm being honest. Though okay. the only way you'll know is if you, you know, look into my mind and or uh, mm. I don't know how you would determine that necessarily because it's a subjective preference in which I'm describing, and it's either an accurate or it's not accurate. It's inaccurate, right? Yeah. Um, so that could still be true or false. Mm. Though it has nothing to do with the external world, and this is why originally number one had the phrase external world in it to differentiate between statements that are true for a subject in which we understand they're only true for that subject and things that are true because they're in the world in which we both share. And like the Tic Tacs are either even or odd. And uh, what I think about, whether or not they're even or odd has nothing to do with the evenness or oddness of the tic-tacs in the box. Yeah. Though if I define even to be how you define odd, <laughs> mm. then mm. there's just a language game from there. That's where number four comes into place. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, rant over. Cool. That's pretty much it. True four. <laughs> Important to distinguish the difference between true four statements
2: and true statements. Yeah. And if we had, I mean, we are physical beings in a physical reality. If we had the ability to read minds, I assume that's in principle possible, then we could determine what is Mm. true for, for anybody about whatever, you know, it's, Mm. you know, it's just a pattern of neurons, presumably, or something to do with that. So, Mm. and then we could tell who was lying about their preferences. Mm. And uh, that would be interesting to see. So it's just our inability to test that at this point but in principle we are still in reality ourselves and there can still be potential truth statements about our preferences maybe in the future that that might be happening. Yeah. All right. want we'll to keep going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. righty. So let's see how badly I handle this. <laughs> it sounds like when you say the words uh, can be, possessed it sounds like when you say the words my truth," uh my truth how is that different than truth
3: well what i mean is is that the way i choose to live my life is my truth and the way somebody else chooses to live their life is their truth Mm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that we can agree to disagree on the fact that the earth is round
5: can it be
1: can it be my truth that the earth is flat
3: You can believe that the earth is flat, but that doesn't, Uh. that makes it your truth. That doesn't make it true. So
1: if I, I, I if I'm hearing you correctly, uh, is the, is the phrase my truth synonymous with the, with the word belief?
3: Yeah, actually. Okay. I think, I think when we use the words truth, fact, belief, reality, you have to be very careful where you tread because your verbiage may be different than someone else's verbiage, even with those four words.
4: So I have a comment. It, um, um, it sounds to me like there's two definitions of truth being discussed.
8: Mm. One,
4: is, one is synonymous with reality, and one is synonymous with the opposite of a lie.
3: Oh.
1: The opposite of a
5: lie.
4: So my truth. I'm not I'm not lying if it, if I tell you the earth is flat if I really believe it it's my truth. You know, I, I know it based on my you know, whatever I've done to, to my epistemology, whatever I've done to come to that. So is that is that possible that some people here are talking about the opposite of a lie?
2: Ooh.
1: i mean for me what <laughs> Ooh, it's a, if i just take it as the opposite of a lie and i define a lie as something that you are communicating that you do not believe um that leaves that leaves open a definition of truth that is far more permissive than i allow i mean I'm personally, mm-hmm. i personally i personally prefer the way apologia says it um truth is that which corresponds with reality adjudicated by predictive power Mm. so like that but Mm. and that's not the strict opposite of a lie yeah i think she's hunting for the same kind of reasoning that we were just describing about something that can be true relative to a subject if we understand that the subject is the only thing we're trying to uh, describe. So like my favorite movie is the matrix or whatever. And that's true for me if it's true. (laughs) And maybe what she's saying is it's the opposite of a lie maybe with regard to preference, maybe that should have been a question I I could have asked to further clarify what she's saying. Cause I feel like I get the sense from her that she's understanding it the same way I am. We're just seeking the right words to articulate how we're thinking about our way of thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only looking at, I don't like the opposite of a thing that has a motivation tied into it. I could, I could be completely wrong without lying. So what's the opposite of being completely wrong it's not the same thing it's still false
7: mm-hmm. yeah. you can be sincerely mistaken it sounds like she's talking about Absolutely. belief in that context yeah. yeah
3: all right keep going yeah but, i i guess yeah when i think of the word truth i think truth and lie that's really where and and for i don't know i i just i guess i'm so science based minded wise that if, if you can't prove it to me if there isn't evidence to support that then i'm going to have a really hard time believing you even if you believe it to be 100% true i need the proof that it that it does exist
4: and my, my when I, when i hear the word truth i can substitute it for reality like it's Interesting. Regardless of what I know or don't know about it, there is a re- there is a reality, and that is the truth. But I, I I can understand what you mean when you say you know you're if something's true to me, um, I'm not lying if I say it, even if it right. doesn't
3: saying like I may not agree with your idea that the world I'm using that as an example y'all because it was the first thank you Kate and Griff for that that in my head but that's that's what's working for me I'm not gonna tell you that I I may not agree with your belief but that doesn't mean that I have a right to infringe on that belief
1: can I and ask one question through. about the word the phrase um, my truth can I have any um, is there any reason to say my truth ever instead of belief? Why ever use that phrase? Is there any reason for it? Cause <laughs> Cause I'm trying to suppress the rage
7: <laughs> there's another good thing well, I, I think noticed it's, there
6: that yeah
7: uh, this could easily blow up with dissonance sure. and people doubling down, and by sure. you asking that question, it gets good control way. back yeah. so that's that's mm-hmm. good to see yeah
2: or, or maybe like ask that more neutrally what is what is the best reason to say my truth or when is it reasonable to say my truth maybe that's a better way to ask it yeah Yeah. or in what instances
1: would saying i believe be better than saying uh my truth or vice versa Uh, is there
2: what's the reason for yeah those are all good points yeah as opposed to to saying i believe or i think that or whatever Hmm. Mm -hmm. right Hmm.
1: and i i uh (laughs) my pet peeve (laughs) is like bubbling to the surface here and you'll be able to tell it in in my voice here soon so it's one of my biggest regrets of the whole talk oh man why ever it's not that that bad, bad but Is there any reason for it? If that's the worst, you're fine. I don't know why we would ever, why? (laughs) Well,
3: I think it's, it's it's more of a catchphrase now, um, Mm. in society that people say I'm living my truth or I'm living my authentic self.
1: Is that, is that kind of like saying, and correct me if this is a, if this is like a sensitive question or or anything, like, I don't mean to offend. I'm just genuinely curious. Like, um, is saying my truth synonymous with I can't be wrong?
3: Oh no, I am readily able to admit when I am wrong.
1: Okay, but if then why? But uh, why should we but... ever use that phrase, my truth? But...
3: bad wording on my part, honestly. <laughs> I I was just for me, like I said, for me, the words truth and lie and belief and reality. I, other people use them interchangeably, but when I use them, I'm very particular about the word that I choose to use when, when discussing certain topics.
1: Cool. Do you have any final words on this before we move on to the next one? Did you have anything else you wanted to mention about it? I'm good. Very thought provoking. Thank you for <laughs> participating.
3: Thank you for hearing me out.
1: Also, yeah, one thing I, was probably bad. It was saying, um, sorry, if I'm about to offend you in any way with my next question sets up a defensive posture within the other person. So like, if you're about to say my next question is going to be, you know, really outrageous and it's, it could potentially be taken as offensive. That might actually encourage them to think that it might be. (laughs) Yeah. Instead it'd be, I would rather slow down and, find a way to ask the question in a way that shouldn't be taken with any offense at all would be the better alternative. And honestly, it wasn't even an offensive question. It should have just been like, um, what was the question I asked again? It was something like, um, uh, why should we ever use my truth or something like that? Yeah, yeah.
7: Why ever use it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I should have just presented that. Instead of, um, oh, is it synonymous with saying I can't be wrong? That was the question I had. Hmm. Um, if somebody has a truth, maybe this would be a better question. If somebody has a truth, can they be wrong about it? Maybe it would have been a better question. That would have been less um, yeah putting the burden yeah. of understanding on me rather than on them. And then you have the same the same way outsider test. If I have this person and this this person and they disagree, is either mm. one of them wrong? That's all. That's sort of the tic tac uh, long long way around.
2: Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. ask when someone says something is my truth, are they also at the same time saying they can't be wrong about that thing that they're saying is my truth?
1: Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. hey Uh. Okay, number four, unless anybody
0: else has something to say? Um, I think we're we're getting caught up on the truth and the definition and interpretation of truth. And that's really, I think, causing an impediment. And my two bits is just that the truth changes with time. You know, everyone loves to talk about science and all these facts and stuff. And facts of science will change as the future progresses. Right now I'm sure everyone loves all the planet stuff and they're talking about how life is inhospitable on, uh, what is it, Venus? And then who knows a hundred years from now, they're like, oh, there's life on Venus. All those people a hundred years ago were such fools. They had no idea. You know, They thought that there wasn't life on Venus. Anyway, I'm just shooting that out there.
1: Yeah, real fascinating. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, number four, uh, is it number four? Yeah, we're on number four, right? People create words and define their meaning. Uh, th- there's only a couple of somewhat disagrees. Um, I'll just pose a question to the class: Is there anything other than people that create words and define what they mean? Well,
2: <laughs> you could have asked. You could have asked for a volunteer if someone said neutral or disagreeing and then ask them about why they put that as an answer.
1: Right. I think that's what I will do for pretty much any future talk with the survey. Um, I feel like because there's so many people, my approach is slightly different than normal though. uh, And maybe I haven't been so good at doing this in the past, but in the future, I definitely intend on um, starting with what do you mean by disagreeing what do you think this is trying to say if somebody were to come here and say this to us um how would you interpret what they intend on saying and why would it be justified to disagree to it for what reason would it be justified to disagree to it and are we being kind in our interpretation of what then the intent is behind the statement and starting there and then work in with the questions like, given that we know what people are, we know what words are, um, is there anything other than people that create words or define what they mean? And that would be a better starting point. I think that the one could say uh, the external world um, is what we attribute meaning to. Uh, as as reference so our meaning is referencing the external world like people can come up with all sorts of great things to talk about on this um but it's about starting with what we think the point is trying to say on the survey yeah okay
2: one second sure i'm also thinking of something else i would do if i did one of these yeah which line um, C is closest here to the? C, uh, looks like
1: right away. I mean, that's my impulse. My impulse is to say C, yeah. but now I think it might be mm-hmm. something else, like a trick. Is it a optical illusion? I love optical illusions, by the way. It's kind of what the the channel's logo is all about, and impossible shapes and optical illusions. I have high Wait. confidence. C. C. I think okay. it's C,
7: Michael. I'm just getting my pin up. I'm going to cheat. Yeah,
1: if I have a ruler, can I stick the ruler up to the
7: Yeah, I'm going with C. Uh, you're gonna yeah. say B. You're gonna say B. I'm going with C.
2: There's the. Yeah. You know, do you know, anybody know what this is about? What I'm bringing this up for? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Familiar. Uh, I would love to be able to tell. Before I did an SE survey, I would love to know who would pass the ash conformity test. Like, like mm-hmm. now. Now that who, now that we're going through all the answers, I want to know who would uh, pass this test or like, what is it? Like not conform is the right way to say it. Mm -hmm. And if people, I want to know, like I want that Venn diagram of people who don't conform to, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll explain the experiment for this thing. It's like people would bring maybe like five people into a room And they would put this on the screen and they would ask people one in a row, uh, you know, each going by each, but they're all actors except for one person. And the last person is hearing people say, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, A. but they're seeing, you know, (laughs) but they're seeing with their own eyes. It's C. (laughs) Um, So when it gets to them, do they say, A? Or do they say C? Do they conform or do they not conform? No. Wow. So I would want to, I would be most interested in the, whatever answers to the SE survey is, that is the people who don't conform. Cause I don't know. Cause then I would know now that they've seen other, what the answers are now that I, I'll have high confidence that they really will like, have interesting reasons, or you know, just, those are people who are the more interesting people to talk to. So that's what I would do.
7: When I when I did um, this survey with that class, that was about six seven people in there, and uh, as we got through half the questions, I noticed that everyone was sort of. Close to each other, so I mentioned the in-group bias, and I said, "Let's, yeah, don't fall for the trap of in-group bias." Please feel free to share your honest opinion if you disagree with the group. Share your honest, you know, thoughts. And from that point on, there was one, one or two people that just went, you know, completely different. They just opened up, and oh, this is. They just started answering differently. So, I thought that was helpful. Just pointing that out that we can be fall the trap to in-group bias sometimes.
2: Yeah, like I think the I, most. Go
1: ahead. I was just gonna say the most famous example of this is when people step into an elevator, and yeah. if you get a hire a bunch of actors to all face the wall, people will walk in and face the wall too, just because mm-hmm. it feels unnatural to face the door uh, when everyone else is doing something different. You just want to go along to get along. Mm-hmm. It's part of our psychology. It's really interesting.
2: Yeah, this is a Zoom call with like a moral community of skeptics in a particular place. I assume they would usually meet together in person at some point as well. So they have right. So now and you're listing a bunch of like values, but potentially. So it's like they want to align with the values of the moral community, or else they would be potentially ostracized from that moral community. So these that's that's another social pressure of conforming to mm. certain answers now that they know what most people. Th- responded with so mm. but if people didn't if people answered differently and didn't conform then that would also be something to something to to look into for that person those are the people I want to talk to people who don't mm. conform if their moral community says something that is blatantly false i like those people <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah Agreed. Agreed. Uh, all right, well, let's keep going. And we like you. Yes, too. please. <laughs> all
2: right, here,
1: here we go.
8: I'm a linguist, so I would say that speech communities create words and define their meanings.
1: Speech communities?
8: Yeah. So are, are speech communities communi- made of people? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. But people could, could imply individuals and there has to be a common ground of understanding is what I'm saying. Ah, and that, right. And that comes from yeah. the community and not from me personally or you personally.
1: So like if I didn't uh, speak English and I spoke Spanish instead, um, you might not be able to understand. We might not be able to understand each other. So I'm hearing you say that. Because we
8: would not be members of the same speech community. Correct. Right. Yeah.
1: So it's, I'm hearing like, it's our common understanding of these words yes, uh, that gives words meaning. Yes. Okay. Does anyone have any issue with that or know how to ask questions about it or have any questions about asking questions about it? This one's kind of crucial because um, epistemology is working with language a lot, um, especially like the word truth is an abstract word. And, and this abstract concept. So we're trying to reach common understanding on what that word means before we talk about what is true. Um,
9: so. I, I would like to add a comment. Um, sure. as, as we're talking about truth here, I keep thinking back to the oath you take in court, tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. What you're really doing is you're going to tell what you believe happened, yeah. sincerely believe. And That's correct. I've always kind of considered truth to be something ethereal that you might not ever know, objective truth, if you will. But in court, we take a whole different perspective, even though we didn't realize it.
1: I couldn't possibly agree more. I'm in full agreement with that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I feel like that one's pretty easy for us, and generally we all agree on number four, so uh, it's more or less. There's some somewhat agrees, and I just like people to out there think to themselves why they would not be strongly agree, Um, though um, I feel like we're probably all on the same page. Maybe there's just some hesitancy there, Um, but it sounds like so long as we have an understanding of what words mean, that's what lets—that's what enables them to work. It like, seems like that's what gives them utility, right? Okay.
5: So Wayne Coltrane, I apologize. I noticed you your hand.
1: Failing to shoot my messenger a little bit there. Probably would have been better to just uh, say, you know, think about better ways to ask questions about this. If somebody were to disagree or agree, what could we? What question could we ask to? slide on our scale to either agree or disagree what would need to be true for us to change our position about this Hmm.
8: yeah
2: and this is all in service of having better conversations with people about things right rather than dictating how to answer the survey the right way
1: which is kind of what i just did there should have been more um Right. Exactly. This is about conversation, not about um, me going around telling people how to think about how to answer these.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe like try to give examples of where these principles show up in in usual SC conversations. Mm-hmm. And then that's ways, and that gives context to why you're discussing this principle, like. A lot of times, people mm. will be talking about a certain thing, a certain claim, and they'll be talking about it and talking about it, and then they figure out, "Oh, we're not talking about the same thing." So now we need to go back and restart. But also, sometimes say, sometimes people say certain words. It's just how they think of the word, and that's just what it is, and that's, and we should just take their authority on it. Or should we defer to a different authority for the definition where does the authority for a definition come from
9: hmm.
2: and when does that come into conflict in conversations and how do we resolve right. it? right you yeah know? like i like to let people use their definition for words
1: when they're the ones making a claim with the word in it and if i'm making a claim or asking a question um then i want to make sure that my word within the within the question is being understood the way i understand it and if it's not then i want to discard that word and adopt a different word that might be just as suitable for example with number two when it comes to um reality and the game if somebody thinks reality is what i perceive in my head which is probably the most common conflation of definition versus the way I would use the word reality, then I substitute the word reality for something else that's more concrete that gets across the intent behind
2: um, the statement. Yeah, so like a principle in SE is like go with their definitions for whatever claim. Right. And Mm -hmm. sometimes skeptics and skeptic communities want to defer to like the dictionary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and and like debate about that go with the dictionary yeah. they say. Mm-hmm. and now we're saying no people create words and define their meaning if do you agree with that so therefore just go with their definition in se conversations you don't have to mm-hmm. have a war against you know usages in the dictionary
1: mm-hmm. yeah jujitsu jujitsu is a good analogy for this like are we gonna we're going with their movement right yeah and in jujitsu, it's very similar you're not resisting or pushing back you're hearing what they have to say and going with it yeah right okay here we go yes let's do it
9: okay thank you uh yeah i want to start off with uh, the whole idea of epistemology is a tree with many branches so we can go a long way with this and branch off but i want to just uh
2: cool fox blanket
9: <laughs> right the, the the whole idea here seems to be around uh, inductive logic and i, I want to read this cuz it's easier to read it than than just say it uh an inductive logic is a logic of evidence there are things. oh this is the
1: guy <laughs>
2: oh
9: boy this
1: is one of the guy this is, there was more than one um this one I, f- I felt like keeping in just because um it was a good way to distinguish um well, you're you're about to find out. But basically, next time somebody's reading something to me uh, in a group setting, I'm going to interrupt them politely and ask them not to read, uh, and instead tell me what they really think um, about the statement in question that we're talking about on the survey or to make a claim. Though uh, that th- I wanted to fast forward to show you that this that I just sat there and listened for a while and let him read off. Essentially he's talking about inductive versus deductive reasoning. It isn't really quite uh, what we're talking about the, at the moment. So we'll see how I handle it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All
9: right. Yeah. Yeah. The way off the point to learn in a certain way. So there are innate ideas. Can I try to, can I, I try to put horrible. that in a layman's terms? Let me finish. Let me finish. Oh, sure. Uh, sure. So, so uh, basically, let me give an example of induction. Mm. It's a very common, uh, uh, it's usually fortune that you could be wrong. That's called black swan. That's where we go.
7: Mute. Press the mute button.
9: (laughs) But in empirical, you're only limited to the evidence that you've gathered. Hey Wayne, do you have something?
1: Hey Wayne, Uh, let me interrupt for a second. Do you have something to say about the the number that we're talking about on the survey?
9: We're on uh, about. I'm, I'm just in general. I, I don't agree with any of these things. So, what?
1: you don't. You <laughs> he don't.
9: Agree he disagrees with, with the epistemology. <laughs> hey,
1: anyway, that best matches reality. For example,
9: I, I kind of. I'll change my answer on that to strongly disagree. To strongly disagree. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Can uh, you said matches external reality? So.
1: Truth is not a statement that best matches the world, or no. the, it's not.
9: What no, is it? It's based on
1: deductive reasoning. Okay, that's what it's based on. I'm asking. That's going to be the truth. So the truth is the truth deductive reasoning. Yes. If uh, if I ask you, um, if you say, if you tell me something that you think is true. And I, and I say, is that true? What am I asking? Exactly.
9: Let me give you an example is a, is a electron. A, yeah, does it behave as a particle or as a wave?
1: Uh, so if I give you an accurate, uh, I'm answer. so triggered right now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay. so triggered. I'm, I'm trying really hard to not be triggered by that. And, uh, one, uh, one of the fastest ways to trigger me is to appeal to quantum physics to explain why everything is wrong and everything is right simultaneously. It's like, you're essentially saying that this is a waste of time. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, But when it comes to quantum physics, I think he's trying to illustrate a point about the nature of truth. And I'm going to try to calm down and do my best to handle a situation in which quantum physics is brought up. Uh, So we're about to find out how I handle it. Okay. if it's accurate is that is is it true if it's accurate
9: i'm just i'm, I'm giving you something that there's, a, there's an electron will it behave as a, uh, as a particle or a wave
1: uh it appears to be uh under different circumstances <laughs> i shouldn't even bother answering this st- but the change the behavior of it so it right. depends on Uh, how we're measuring it and how it's affecting the external uh, like so if we're measuring it it's both
9: both both are true
1: if we're not measuring it then it seems to be a wave right a wave pattern and if we are measuring it it seems to be i shouldn't even uh, be doing this but you'll see
2: just thank him and move on that's what you do we'll we'll see
1: how we do it okay consolidated Uh, i'm about to make a a point a single point point in the question into a particle Mm -hmm. Aren't these statements
9: accurate? Is it a particle or is it a wave?
1: So, if the answer that I give you to your question is is correct, if the answer I give you to your question is correct, hypothetically, is that, is it being correct the thing that makes it true? So repeat your <laughs> if i give you a correct answer is is the fact that it's correct the thing that makes the statement true Whatever answer i give you so long as it's accurate is the accuracy of my answer the thing that makes it true It could be true
9: it may not be true
1: Yeah if it if it isn't accurate then can you and i agree that that we would call that false
9: it depends on whether it's under uh, a particular uh, uh universe because things change like quantum physics everything changes
1: for sure yeah like the the outcome truth
9: in, in one in one area is not truth in another physics totally rules of physics totally change and there that's just one thing we know about we only know what we can obtain from our five senses so that's the only thing we have to determine what's true we don't know that there are others. Yeah, so those are different
1: epistemologies, right? You're describing methodology. I'm hearing, and correct me if I misunderstand you, but I'm hearing methodology, which is ways to arrive at truth. I would and say you're that describing that means- the difficulty of doing that? And I'm just trying to...
7: to Maybe you can include one-
9: perci- that is a perceived truth. Perceived truth? If you're using external uh, truths, then it's your what your perception of it is. Yeah. Wow, well, oh, he's arguing that, from he solipsism.
7: Hmm. Is he? I, I'm seeing a very strong personality, and you're being helpful. Like you're you're asking questions, even though there's doubling down. I think you're handling it well. Um, maybe one thing I'm thinking about is that. I can learn from this is just bring it back to existence. Like no matter what is happening in quantum mechanics, does it exist or does it not exist? You know, and if truth, oh, is I, I think you'll find AI, this
1: guy's an idealist. Yeah. I think I think when you dig in there, you'll find that he thinks consciousness is first, and uh, tangible, tactile reality is uh, open to doubt.
7: Hmm. So. Are you hearing that that he's misunderstanding measurement as um, consciousness determining what's happening at the quantum level is that what you're thinking there?
1: Maybe he he the, the way he's arguing seems to lead me in that direction and I'm not really sure. Uh, and boy is it a rabbit hole away from yeah. the questions of what do we see as truth.
7: Maybe maybe uh, reads it he looked
1: up okay. epistemology and looked for arguments against it.
7: Yeah, maybe Reed's advice is best go. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move
1: on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's okay. Say- you're coming off graceful. So you're fine.
7: But yeah, I think you're asking good questions though, because you're you know, you're trying to understand. It's it's still to me looking like it's a partnership from your point of view. I'm seeing you as genuinely trying to understand, asking questions. It's a partnership um trying to get clarity so that there's a consensus at item a meeting of the minds between you two so i'm not saying that as as bad but um i could definitely see it's there's a lot of potential there for this to go south with that strong personality um yeah maybe going on a bit too long maybe not sure yeah
2: i'm hearing him say kind of like truth is best determined through deductive arguments that use empirical evidence and, mm-hmm. um, but that might break down in some levels of analysis, like quantum theory and the status of electrons being a particle or a wave. sometimes our logic breaks down in some levels of analysis. So we have to be did careful. You,
1: did you hear him say something in praise of empirical evidence?
2: He said, five senses. we we understand truth through our senses.
1: Maybe right. I think what something. he was trying to say is, Anything that we get through our senses is flawed, but if we can get it through deduction, it's perfect. Oh. Uh, I, I think he's got a high a high, uh, a high reliability on deductive logic. Okay. Which leads me to the Aquinas. And, Meanwhile, um, I'm just trying to find the criteria we're using to fit things under the umbrella of truth claims. Hmm. And I'm just trying to ask him: Is the accuracy of our and of the meaning of our statements what makes things true? And so he was asking, like, uh, in the double slit experiment, is it a particle or is it a wave? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a gotcha, right? Because it's both. <laughs> yes, and yes. It I'm is. trying to undercut that by say by saying, if I give you an accurate answer. Is that the thing that lets you fit it underneath the, the what you consider to be the truth or is it something else? and if it is something else what is it and I think I do ask that. Uh, I think he says uh, perceived truth or something like that and I'm not sure what to do with that so <laughs> we'll, I, think, we'll I
7: think you're, ask, you're oh, asking yeah. it when you when you ask him you know if, if I ask a question and it's correct. You know, so I think you're asking it because even though when you look at wave particle scenario, um, it's really not both at the same time. It's only until it's measured. But even let's say that it is both at the same time. Let's say there's this many worlds theory that he subscribes to um, and that, you know, what comes into our world depends on what happens when it's measured. Let's say that's the the point of view that he's coming from. Whatever is the case... It exists. It either exists or it doesn't, whether it exists at the same time or it exists as an electron or exists. At, I'm seeing it as, well, it exists or it doesn't. And so mm. there's either an answer that accords to reality. It either exists in the way that you're presenting it or it doesn't. And so there's the difference. So I think the question you ask is a good question, but it can just be such a rabbit hole to go down because it's such a, do we really understand what he's talking about from his point of view? It can be quite complicated. Mm, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Okay. All right, right, we'll keep going.
9: In regard to the the language, I would suggest, uh, I've been studying Wittgenstein. and He goes into a lot of the stuff about the use of language.
1: So this will be my last question, Wayne. Um, uh, What would you rather, number one, say?
9: Put the question, put put it back up there. I don't know exactly. Oh, uh, it's it's truth. Word to uh, word.
1: Truth is that which best matches external reality. What would you uh, say instead?
9: I would say "Truth
1: is... In one sentence. You have one sentence best only. Best matches perceived reality. Oh. Perceived reality. Interesting. Ooh, ouch. Okay.
4: I think what we're going to have to do is have a follow-up uh, street epistemology session.
1: <laughs> yeah. To me, that's a disagreement to Tony Four. To me, and this is why I'm I've been experimenting with starting with the end, because is it possible that some of my beliefs are not true? If truth matches perceived reality, then can I be wrong or can I put, can I think anything that's not true if I perceive it? Hmm. So like, this is how would this work? How would this definition work with the, with the meaning behind these words? It works anytime that your ontology, if you have a metaphysical reality, that's different than what it appears to be. Like we're in a simulation or in the mind of God or we're a brain in a vat. Any of those things means that the, wor- the value for truth that we use is what we can objectively see within the reality that's coming to us through our senses, mm-hmm. but he's unwilling to accept that that is fundamental reality. And I say that's okay. That's mm-hmm. an okay doubt to have, <laughs> as long as you can make decisions within the game that we're playing. Yeah, sure. All right. Okay.
2: Cool.
4: All these uh, discussions today, mm-hmm. but it's fantastic that we've um, uncovered that you know we don't even uh, really agree on what truth is.
1: Right. One of the, I've done two hundred of these surveys, and um, the thing that really shocked me the most was um, how much disagreement there is on what the word true means. It's one of those abstract nebulous concepts and it's fascinating to ask each other questions about it. Uh, So I really encourage people dig into it more because we take for granted every single day that we even agree what the word true means, let alone what is true, right? Like what to put under the category of true statements is hard enough. And if we, don't have a common understanding of the definition for truth then it muddies up our ability to resolve disputes of truth
4: does this mean Asked depends on the definition of is. it is it wasn't really a stupid comment
1: <laughs> i didn't hear any dumb comments today they're all they're all like you know people
2: expressing. i misheard their, her there
1: deeply held uh,
2: understandings and Did somebody put in the chat? Like, it depends on what the definition of "is" is, or something. Yeah, that's. She was she
1: was bringing up a Bill Clinton joke, and I misheard Uh, her and thought she was talking about uh, uh, some audience. So, anyway, but yeah, uh, uh, that happens. And I really appreciate everybody's feedback. And um, I mean, I'd love to answer any questions, but I know that we're kind of going over time, so we can always come back and try to do this again.
3: Really, really, really quick, guys. I actually have to go back to work, so I just want to say thank you so much for this this morning. It has been quite eye-opening and um, extremely engaging and one of the best gatherings I've been to in a long time. Yay! Thank you so much for doing what you do and joining us today. It was wonderful to meet you. Thank Um, you. I hope to talk to you again.
1: Appreciate you. See you around.
3: Thanks, guys.
6: Thanks. Thanks. Hmm.
1: what was that? Does that mean we have time for one more? We can do one more. We- uh, number five, something is true if everyone agrees to it. Did we do this one already? Because we, we went back to
5: number one. So I lost track. There could be a lot of agreement on that one. So that one might not be a great one. Yeah. So if, if everyone agrees to
1: something, is that the thing that makes it true? And I think we all talked about, um, how a lot of people way back in the day all thought the earth was flat, right? Though did the statement, the earth is round, was that false because people didn't consider it? I think everybody's in agreement on that one, although there's some, there's a somewhat disagree and maybe that's just a going back again to the definition of truth, um, Unless anyone has anything to say on that one, I'm ready to move on. Okay. All right. Uh, Number six. And this one is all over the place. I love it. It's great. It's so fascinating. I'm like, this is so fascinating. Strong belief, even without action, can change external reality. Wow. So... Anyone have a question or want to be asked a question that um, let's see here, even without action can change external reality. So for anyone that's actually planning on doing the survey with somebody they know, or with a group of people they know, uh, again, try to get your conversation partner to interpret what they think the statement means using their own words and this one is probably the most important to be cautious about, uh, when it comes to how to interpret it. This one is probably interpreted in different ways, more so than any other on the entire survey. Um, in my experience, uh, with talking with other people about it. So just tread lightly. Uh, don't just go in with your definition, thinking that it's only about prayer or law of attraction or something like that. Um, because people could be thinking that this means something else. And if so, uh, that gives you an opportunity to leverage understanding either by changing the words that are used in the statement to convey what you think it means or to go with their definition. In, any, in either case, it's helpful.
2: Yeah, I interpret this statement as like telekinesis is true. People can change yeah. things with just their mind.
1: Um, Yeah, I I think of prayer or law of attraction as like the primary things, Uh, though more times than not, people think belief itself is an action, like requires time to evaluate your confidence. And through that time, you're reflecting on it. You're causing an action in your brain somehow because your brain is behaving is under the beholden to the laws of physics. Right. So but that's the nitty gritty of it. Yeah.
5: Okay. okay, Melissa waved at the screen, and we got Kate waving. Anybody that
1: agrees is probably somebody I want to uh, engage in. I don't even
4: understand the you question. Muted yourself. Oh, so,
1: no. If you believe in something strongly and do not act on your belief at all, does it change the external world? I think what, okay, so some background on this. I think the spirit of the question or the spirit of the statement. Rather,
2: this is another good example example of something to like give context to why this principle is on the survey. Like we hear certain, we hear this principle related to certain claims and justifications when we talk about X, Y, and Z. Yeah.
1: Either is to call into question whether or not things like prayer or law of attraction work. There you go. Or, uh, change the external world. If I believe something really hard, does it change the external world in any way? If Even if I do not act on it, no action whatsoever mm-hmm. on the external world, my mind makes the external world change.
4: Ellen would like to say something.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Ellen, um, you any- have to unmute yourself though. Sorry. It's...
5: Where'd she go? She's right there. There she is.
8: There she is. Here I am. Okay. I believe that beliefs can create a climate, for example, a climate in which it is acceptable to separate children from their parents and put them in cages, Mm. and that men should make decisions about women's health and lives. Mm.
1: Interesting. Interesting. In that scenario, um, is that climate happening – Because people are expressing their beliefs?
8: To some extent, yes.
1: If no one did express their beliefs at all, uh, and additionally also didn't act on them, would it change the external world?
8: I'm not sure about that. That's an interesting question.
1: I think that's a really unique uh, input, and I... I like the feedback. Um, I think, I think that you and I probably agree about what this statement means. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think she was talking about, you know, expressing the belief on like Fox news or wherever, and that, Mm -hmm. you know, changes people's other people's beliefs and that changes the world through, you know, their influence, but you know, action speaking, it is an action. So, and that's the question we're talking about.
1: Right. So, I, I wouldn't really necessarily push you any further than that, unless you had anything else to say about it.
8: No, I'm good.
1: Thank you. So, this is, I got a lot of neutrals and
5: a lot of somewhat agrees. So, Kate, you were, Kate, you were waving around on, on that question. Did you have something you wanted to add?
4: <clears throat> you explained it. Uh-
5: well, this is yeah. Like, I
0: mean, when you say uh, action, I mean, for example, prayer for someone who would pray is that, right. that costs an action? Yeah. Because people obviously believe <laughs> that prayer can affect external circumstances and change things.
1: That's a good question. Like, is prayer considered an action? Um,
0: I would say it is. Let's
1: say, for the sake of this conversation, that it's not an action. Uh, that it's an internal. Uh, it's an internal thing. So um, let's say somebody isn't physically exhibiting any kind of action whatsoever and they're in their own head, they're praying. Uh, so let's, let's say it's not an action, just prayer. Um, does strong prayer, even without any action at all change the external world in any way?
0: I would say yes, I but I think it's uh <laughs>
1: It's so here's, it's a skeptics group, but I think she, uh, Kate here brought along her, um, partner and, uh, and this was a can of worms. I would have loved to go down. This is a claim in it of itself. I would have loved to spend a ton of time on this. I felt for the sake of brevity, I was just going to accept his answer and just move along to the next thing only because uh, at this point, I think I was hitting the two-hour mark and I was just about to go over my time. And I knew that this was going to itself be an entire SE interview. So I, uh, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, but this is a great one. Um, what, what do you guys think? What would be a good question to ask, though, if I had the time to ask a question? If somebody says, I think prayer works. I mean, my instinct is just to start with, uh, what, why, how, what is, what is prayer? Why do we think that works and how, how do we know it? Is that, mm-hmm. yeah. is that kind of exactly. how you would dr- drill that?
7: Okay. Yeah. What, what criteria could we use to test to see if it is working? Um, what could we observe to yeah. show us when it's yeah. not working?
1: Yeah. In yeah. those what questions, what qualifies as prayer and what wouldn't, therefore would be ineffective. What are the, Mm. what are the important uh, components of an effective prayer? Yeah. And how could we test which components
2: are the most important? Yeah. It's like a, it's a hypothesis about what caused a certain action and prayer is saying God did that God or is the main influence for that action. So I would focus on that hypothesis and how to test that hypothesis.
1: Yeah. Right. I think after doing what, why, how I would do if I felt brave and if I felt like my conversation partner was comfortable enough, I might do an outsider test for something else, which, uh, fits under the same category of number six, meaning strong, some sort of strong belief, even without action can change external reality. That's not prayer. Maybe some other thing like, uh, law of attraction. And if somebody believes that they are using the law of attraction, let's say to get money and then they suddenly get money. Um, Do we believe that that person is actually doing what they think they're doing or could this person be mistaken? What, how do we feel about this other thing? The problem with that though, is you run the risk of not knowing what their position is on that. Maybe they also believe in the law of attraction and prayer (laughs) or something like that. Um, Sure. Why not? Yeah.
2: Yeah, they very well could. That's another hypothesis on the table for the potential cause of the effect of like getting money. It, it, you know, if is it the universe getting you money? Is it God getting you money? Is it some other invisible right. thing doing it? And how can we tell if we're mistaken about whatever? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is where number nine on the survey, number 17 on the survey, they they become really helpful later on. Yeah, a test that cannot identify a failure is a valid test. So like, if I pray and I get my prayers answered, then the prayer worked. And if I pray and don't get what I wanted, well, it just wasn't the right time or it wasn't the right place. Or In any case, prayer works whether it works or doesn't work, so... In what way could we test this idea in such a way as we would accept that it's not there if it's false? Mm. That would be another conundrum kind of to go down. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
0: Uh to decide right. in their and their relationships and all that sort of thing. But uh I think mm. a lot of people believe that it works. And if they didn't believe it worked, then uh they probably would not do
9: it. Awesome.
1: Well, I, I could, we could go on and on and on. I love this discussion. I love the input and I'm eager to uh, meet up with everybody maybe later on this week in the afternoon, since I'm not really a morning person, I had to drink a lot of coffee to get ready for this. Um, I just want to drive everybody, please write down or open a web browser and go to streetepistemology.com. There's so many other channels other than mine that do this. Is
2: that a tub of coffee in the background? <laughs>
1: Uh, maybe a jar of peanuts on the ground. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really really fascinating. It looks like a coffee tin. Other people's beliefs uh, in a way that's non-confrontational. It's just asking questions. And it really does help us reform our own ideas. And I I really encourage people, engage with people that you don't agree with. Record your conversations, listen back to them uh, and check out other people that do the same thing. Uh, again, my channel is abstract activist. You can find me on YouTube. If uh, my channel is kind of hard to find because there's two common words, so if you type in "how to instill doubt," uh, you should find my channel. "How to instill doubt" uh, by showing how to instill doubt is the name of one of my more popular. I could probably videos, cut so all we'll this out that way. But uh, yeah. Otherwise, if there's any other questions, we can end there. I'll, I'll let Al and Lisa take over.
4: Nathan, that was so interesting. And I, it, it exceeded my expectations. I had really high expectations of it being an interesting discussion and it blew my mind. So,
1: just wait until we get to when we should believe, because that's the most uh, incredible part.
4: Well, so. I look forward to um, having some follow up sessions. Um, I hope you can join us again because. Uh, this has been fantastic and I want to practice it. Um, I want to go through role playing and and, um, actually dig into it and and practice.
5: Yeah, and you guys just saw a little bit of it. There are actually three additional sections. I think it's three uh, additional uh, polling sections where the the questions get very, very interesting. And uh, so maybe we do a follow-up event for those that are interested um, and we can work our way through those other three polls and take some of the learnings from this session and uh, into another one so if there's interest in that we'll get that on the calendar go ahead ellen you wanted to say something
8: thank you so much this has been wonderful and i want to add a coda to what i said <laughs> beliefs drive action
1: yeah okay. yeah so that's one of the things i wanted to say about number six is i think that number six can be interpreted in more than just one way and if my conversation partner interprets belief itself to be in action, I just go with that interpretation. I don't see any problem with that. Because to me, it gets at the heart of why I even do this at all. Why I even care about other people's ideas. I care about other people's ideas because they are necessarily consequential to me and my community. And I care what people think a great deal. Um, and so uh, if somebody agrees to number six on the basis that when our minds are changed, it changes the external world. I got no bones to pick about that. It has to do with how we interpret number six. And um, so if somebody goes with that interpretation, I just roll with it.
4: Yeah, it is so important, um, probably more important now than ever that we care about why people believe what they believe
3: Mm -hmm. and
4: how they came to know what they know and um we can discuss discuss it openly and respectfully and that's exactly why i knew we had to have you and, yay um, well, i'll be <laughs> back
5: and before For before sure. we get out of here though i do want to uh, point out uh, william newbill I-, I saw you earlier wait raising your hand and i didn't get to you because the conversation was ongoing did you have something you wanted to add
0: uh, yeah, no, when, I just want to clarify, when we were talking about the word reality, what I always think of is objective reality. Yeah. And I don't know if that helps at all, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. And the other, quickly on question six, I think an interesting question is this thing about the, the placebo effect. Mm. Um, um, I just thought it's sort of an exception to the way I would answer the question. Yeah. Uh, but it's an interesting question and that's all i got good point uh and
1: then we can quibble all day along about uh whether or not our bodies are external or if they're (laughs) internal right (laughs) are our bodies internal i mean i that's i drive my body around all day so if we consider my body external then i wonder what would be internal uh or where the dividing line between external and internal are right um
4: Exactly.
1: Thanks, Dallas. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today, and I really appreciate you bringing me on. We Thank appreciate you Nathan. you, Nathan. Thanks, everybody.
6: Have a great cool, day. Cool. That's pretty much it, too.
1: <clears throat> awesome. Right. Yeah. There's like closing and all that. So, <laughs> but I figure before we go, I'm wondering like how well I did from your perspective, and maybe ways. Is this a, an effective way to get? people who are curious about SE to get their hands dirty and practice SE without having to necessarily take a stake in a claim. Um, is taking a stake in a claim necessary to do a training session? Um, I have so many questions like, what could I have done to Did do? Uh, what's our confidence that they actually walked away with some good impression on how to conduct an SE interview? Maybe they don't have a good idea. Uh, maybe they I, do have a good idea. Yeah, what I do doubt that they, that they got the idea of how to do the SE interview. I think what you're doing with the survey is you're going into the really deep part of what is the epistemology. And you're going so deep mm-hmm. in with the survey, you're going directly in so far past that you're not even involving a particular claim. You're talking about everything mm-hmm. in general. How do I process mm-hmm. my epistemology? And I think that's excellent and advanced. Um, I think the difficulty might be one of scale for time in that if you're bringing this to a group of people for which this is their first option, they're not really seeing the structure of street epistemology, how we get into a claim, how we all the stuff that's on each end. And you're focusing on that really juicy bit in the middle of how do we actually explore the reasons why and how to evaluate those. Um, So I really love it for the second class. Right. For like maybe intermediate or something Yeah. after the rapport and the purpose Mm -hmm. and everything is brought up and definitions and stuff. Yeah. I, I really love it. If, if, if I were to do a class with people, I'm going to say, and the next class, I'm going to send you over to, uh, Actually, you're over here on the screen. Uh, send you over to Nathan, uh, it, and, and he's going to get really into the epistemology part. And the beauty of the survey is you can deal with any number of people who are willing to interact together. I'm dealing with a claim. Yeah. There's very much a dialogue that's going along and then commentary about that dialogue. In the case of this, it's everybody's putting their epistemology up front and talking about what are good ways to think about things. Uh, and so it's a really important meta skill in
2: SE. Yeah, like the street epistemology community is a subset of like the skeptic community. And these questions or statements, these statements are about skepticism and, you know, and epistemology. And it's like the there's a set of answers to these statements that uh, in terms of agreeing or disagreeing that would probably align with like the SE community's answers in general or values. So it's like, then we have like a, a set of answers to compare against people outside of our, of the SE community and then how to adjudicate that disagreement and, you know, using SE is a good way to do that. And these statements or principles come up in just, Random conversations about really anything. So it's good to have Us all in the se community and the skeptic community on the same page in terms of our responses to these statements So that we can better have conversations around whatever
7: mm. I I uh, think this this exercise that you did was just awesome. So even particularly for people like me that are new to SE. So when I see your videos, I learn from that and then I go out and, you know, introduce it into my workshops. Um, cool. And so I would just encourage you to keep doing more, put more of your stuff out there because anything that you might see is maybe you should have done this better, I should have done that, that's just trivial to me. Like, to me, there's so much good stuff in what you do. It's like just put as much out there as you can. Um, yeah. So thanks, Nathan. Your stuff has been great for me personally so keep doing it
1: awesome thanks man that's i really like all that feedback i'll um i'll consider for sure one thing one thing i need to learn is just cranking out content and putting it out there because i i that's i know that's the thing i need to work on the most i'm hesitant and very self-conscious and i'm afraid of making mistakes (laughs) I, i recognize that and i need to just like acknowledge them <laughs> and then learn from them and move forward and then like I'm asking other people to change to, like consider changing their minds about things and what it would take to change their minds and here I am hesitant to acknowledge I uh, that I have uh, that I have a standard by which I haven't reached yet and um, it's fine to <laughs> To change my mind and change even the principles on the survey. They're all made up anyway. They're just made up by people. (laughs) So, Mm. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Mm. we'll be doing another uh, more. There'll be more opportunities for more conferences. And I'll see if I can get on to some of those and
2: um, Mm. improve from there. Yeah. Speaking of anything
1: else from anybody
2: what yes. was that? Speaking of future conferences, the American Atheist Conference is coming up this weekend, and then we'll be doing a SE workshop, I think, on the first Monday of every Monday in, the, in April. Is that right? So, potentially... Are we, we doing might, the 5th? I don't or maybe not. Maybe just the starting on
1: whatever, the, the second Monday. I was hearing the 12th, 19th, and the 26th. I hadn't heard about the 5th,
2: though I don't mind. Then it's probably just the 12th, 19th and 26. Yeah. So that's another SE workshop opportunity and potentially, and then there's also tabling this weekend. So, you know, maybe, uh, Nathan, you can do your survey at some point during the day on, um, on the tabling days this weekend. Well, I'd love to. Yeah.
1: yeah. That was part of the reason why I wanted to get this out there. I've been sitting on this video for months. Um, But I haven't done anything with it because there were certain moments where I wasn't super proud of and technical difficulties and yada, yada. Um, but then I figured, like, since we're all brainstorming on ways in which we can condense a good experience with SE, I figured I'd just throw this out there and get your guys' feedback on it. And I'm glad that we liked a lot of it. So mm-hmm. I'll share this video and see how well it does. And I'll try to make improvements from there. Yeah. Sounds good. Right. Awesome. Well, I'm really grateful for the three of you to join me today. Um, so thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, I'll make sure to uh, thank you for that. I'll make sure to put all of your uh, information in the description of the video. And um, thank you so much. Appreciate it.
7: Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you. Great.
1: Thank you. Thanks. See you next time. Yeah. See you. Bye bye.